What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement. Join me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? I feel like you need to change the intro live from the stew, something like that going forward. Like you just want me to make that addition? Or? Yeah, 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 like I want it to be known. Live from the, the stew. What's on your mind? You know, Jack, I was doing a bit of reading this weekend. I'm reading. An, have you ever read a book that you, you don't read? read? That's cap. That's cap of the week already. No, it's not. I did read this weekend. You read a physical book. Yeah, I have cap. a picture of it right here. That's a that's a. Well, book. I saved it for what's on my mind. Okay, go ahead. Um, have you ever read a book that you've already read before? Like reread re-read a book. Yeah. So I'm doing that right now about this book that talks about how you should think different, whatever. And I actually learned something in this book that there is a. There is an actual term for you and I and our ignorance in sports. Mm. It's called uh, armchair quarterback syndrome. Mm. This blurb says, you know, you've probably met some football fans who are convinced they know more than the coaches on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. That's the armchair quarterback syndrome where confidence exceeds competence. That's kind of a bar. Even after calling financial plays that destroyed an economy, David Addison still refused to acknowledge that he wasn't qualified to coach, let alone quarterback. He was blind to his weaknesses. Mm. So I think that I've learned I'm not ignorant. I just suffer from armchair quarterbacks. I mean, that's just propaganda by the old heads of the NFL. Like, I do know. Roger Goodell didn't write this book. It's propaganda by someone because I do know more than NFL GMs, NFL quarterbacks, NFL coaches. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. I I, I watch it. They're in it. I'm watching it. We always say it's easier to see what's going on in a football game on mm-hmm. television rather than actually in the stadium. But it's nice to learn that um, I'm not just an asshole. I'm not just ignorant that I'm yeah. I'm diagnosed you, with something. Are you familiar with Monday morning quarterback? Uh, it seems like revisionist history type stuff. That uh, Yeah, kind of. So that's like a, it's a website. I think Peter King writes it. But with this thought process being, it's much easier to play quarterback on Monday morning than it is on Sunday. When Cap, you're, you're sore. <laughs> More so from the should have made that play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe shouldn't have made that. I'm throw. one of the best Monday quarterbacks in the league. Exactly. Actually, well, while we were gone, I mean, we weren't really gone, but in between the last, we actually podcast, have just been sitting in the stew for the last five days straight. <laughs> yeah. And this podcast, big blockbuster trade, mm-hmm. and it seems as if I lost the bet. You did lose a bet. I did lose a bet. I forgot we had that bet. Yeah, no cap. If you didn't mention anything, I would have never brought it up. <laughs> no cap. Actually, no, do you have cash on you? I it's in my wallet over there. We you can, can take we, it on the, we, way the out. new. Now that we're in the stew, we can pause. Nah, it. Nah, nah, you can grab it on the way. Okay. Out. <clears throat> Bear said, "No cap. We're not capping that Justin Fields is our quarterback, and they elected to trade." The first overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers gave them pick number nine, pick 61, next year's first round pick, 2025 second round pick, and DJ Moore for the first overall pick. Fleeced? A lot of people on Twitter are saying that the Bears, um, or the Panthers traded for Rudy Gobert Ooh. with what this package was. And it was funny. The way that Schefter put it out, he he wrote pick nine, pick 61, 2024 first 2025 second everyone's like okay and then you get to the end of the tweet and the last bullet point says dj Moore, and then it's like whoa and it feels like everybody kind of assumes the the panthers got fleeced because like that popped up out of nowhere but i 
DJ Moore is the thing that's putting people oh, I mean, over let's the just, top Let's here? just warn Bears fans in advance. <laughs> DJ Moore will not give a shit about <laughs> your franchise. He will show up, do the bare minimum, and leave probably while he's on the toilet. <laughs> DJ Moore is no longer welcome on the Snapback Sports Podcast after previously being on and giving us none of his time. Um, so Chicago, you've got a diva on your hands for sure. <laughs> but in reality though, what could DJ Moore fetch on the open market today? Because he's going to be a free agent. I guess you've got like AJ Brown was worth the first Hollywood Brown was worth the first DJ poopy Brown. He's probably worth the first. So well, Hollywood Brown was worth the first or was traded. It was for traded a first. for a okay. first, just right. talking market value. So maybe more, so maybe they did give up three first round picks to move up to one. The reason why I think the majority of people are saying they got fleeced is because there's no clear generational number one here. Right. It's not like you traded for a guy. You seem to have traded for someone that isn't a consensus you one. You traded two first, two seconds, and DJ Moore for the opportunity to fuck this up. <laughs> so so what's interesting about all of this is that Underdog Fantasy actually has a little bit of uh, interaction here. So, inside info? Uh, potentially. Mm. So good inside info, potentially. Mm. So Josh McCown. Are you telling me we can source something? Uh, mm, we don't have anything to go on. We'll, we'll discuss. So <laughs> when do we ever have anything to go <laughs> so on? So Josh McCown did a podcast with Underdog Fantasy's Josh Norris. Okay. There were about four episodes in, but in one of the episodes, that's not true. They were probably 10 in. In one of the episodes, it's Josh McCown breaking down all the QB's game tape from college going into the NFL draft. Well, Josh McCown gets hired to be the quarterback's coach for the Carolina Panthers. So does Josh McCown make the final call here? Of course not. There, there's people up top. But it would be peculiar for them to bring in someone like Josh McCown. And after going through all the tape, Josh McCown was obsessed with one of the quarterbacks. Who do you think it was? C.J. Stroud. That's correct. And so C.J. Stroud has now risen. I don't know if it's a correlation between the McCown hiring or just these are because people actually believe the Panthers want him. But C.J. Stroud is now the overwhelming favorite minus 250 to go first overall. But the inside info comes from my friend Josh Norris, where I said, I know McCown's obsessed with him, but like, is this locked in? Because at the time it was minus 150. I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. I could, I could, you know, train ride to Jersey really quickly. Right. He said, don't believe the hype. Don't believe that it's guaranteed. Now, I think Stroud is the proper favorite. It seems like that's the path they're going to go. But don't think that it's locked in. So maybe there's some value at other places. And the last thought is, if you're going to trade all this, and I said this on a, on a separate podcast. Sorry, I was cheating on you with some Cleveland podcast. But you love Cleveland. It's my favorite city. If you're going to trade all that, are you really playing it safe? No, you got to think Stroud's this superstar quarterback or you're going for Anthony Richardson. AR's got to be the pick, man. You have to. AR's got to be the pick. And that's the thing, right, is there's no clear consensus number one this year. It feels like if you're one, two, or three and you get any of these guys, you're picking out of a hat and it's mm. who can develop them. And coincidentally, these teams that are drafting at the top of the draft – suck at developing quarterbacks. There's a reason that they're there. Um, I think the most interesting part about this trade is that DJ Moore put our bias aside and how he's a scumbag um, is really good mm -hmm. and has never really had that like really good quarterback to pair him with and has still been productive. If Justin Fields is taking a Jalen Hurts type leap, if Justin Fields is taking a massive leap and like building off what he did this year, who knows if DJ Moore could be a first-round pick? And they essentially got a first-round pick for a first-round pick like the Eagles did with A.J. Brown last yeah. year. He's not A.J. Brown, 
but maybe he can be a wide receiver one. It just, you know what is is the kicker in all of this is that the Bears just traded the, the 33rd pick for Chase Claypool mm. as well. And he absolutely stinks. Uh, is that true? I just said it. Okay. Then I guess it's true. Everything you read on the internet or listen to on YouTube seems to be true. So we agree that for now the Bears won the trade. I'm going to go hot take, though. I think they lost the trade. Why? Because I don't think they should have kept Justin Fields. I'm going to continue to hammer that. I'm rooting you lose for lose $100 the- <laughs> on something, you might as well go down swing. <laughs> I'm rooting for the kid. I, he's on my dynasty team, him and Jalen Hurts. It's a dynamic rushing quarterback duo. Uh, some call it the, the duo of running backs mm-hmm. on, on the baby goats. But... Uh, I just think that Fields isn't the long-term answer in Chicago, but now they got the tools. Why, though? Because I, I just don't see the passing. I, I don't. Like, everything with Hurts... You didn't see it about... Okay, go on. No, everything with Hurts last year, he he wasn't spectacular as he was this year, but it wasn't a disaster. When Once again, when your passing prop is 125 passing yards and Darnell Mooney's your wide receiver one and his prop is 33 yards... That's scary hours. That's that's he's a running back jokes, not not two hundred and twelve yards. So uh, we did just get news on Baker Mayfield. We did, yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are zeroing in on Baker to Let's, be. Oh my their god! I am QB going to one. lose so much money on the Bucks next year. Well, because you show they're going to be plus. They're going to be plus four against the Panthers, the Saints. Oh my the- god! Baker with Godwin <laughs> Evans. Are you kidding me? Uh, that's assuming championship those guys pedigree stay. team with Baker Mayfield, a team, a quarterback, mind you, that won a playoff game with the Cleveland Browns. Let me repeat that and look in the camera. Baker Mayfield won a playoff game as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. If you can tell me the last quarterback to do that, I'll give you a million dollars because you can't. Yeah. You simply can't. And now he goes to Tampa, you say. Well, that's, well, that's what it's looking dude, like. You know how many like short underdog money line bets I'm going to throw on the Bucks next yeah. year? A lot. Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. That is that's, I, I would that's log like out a, of the that's account. like Matty Ice Prime Falcons dangerous <laughs> for me. Uh the other quarterback still up in the air is Jimmy G. So with the with them making that move, that feels like I feel like honestly, Colts, Jimmy G for a year to mentor whichever quarterback they get. Wait, what? What? Who the fuck is Jimmy G mentoring? Other than Jimmy G's maybe a, Jimmy G's a, a really good mentor quarterback yeah for a skincare (laughs) for modeling agency no you don't think jimmy g is i don't think jimmy g is you don't think he's a really smart solid professional like dated a porn star and it didn't even really have real blowback his pr team's great like he gets it he just doesn't have the art get like how to how you're to telling me Jay, I'm not he knows Jim. how to navigate you're telling me jimmy garoppolo walks into a locker room and takes it over and is a bona fide leader yeah oh bullshit why oh bullshit why not he's just hot dude and i think he's a good guy so is does he have the arm strength no and that's why he's not a top tier quarterback but he can show anthony richardson how to behave in indy 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 gets after there's a good bar scene there vegas is the spot for jimmy j vegas oh, i mean he's just he'll tear up the nightclub there He's got Devontae Adams Just already talking there. about all this frustrates me so much because there continues to be reports. No one wants Lamar Jackson. All these franchises do not want Lamar Jackson. I, you know, and I should be happy, right? Like I should. It, it seems yeah, like he's going to be back. Hate, he hates your organization right. now, and there's blood in the water. Not um, as much as Darius. But I did relax. I did see a a take on the whole Lamar situation. We'll get back to this rapid fire, and it kind of like resonates a little bit. Like I can resonate if I'm the Ravens. Mm-hmm. 
because I've seen people say that the Ravens are literally just doing this so that other teams do their homework for them. Okay. I would I loved people doing my homework <laughs> for me <laughs> right. in school. Why wouldn't you do this? Like if you're the freaking Colts or you're the commanders. Like, I hate that too. You're just that I nerdy, hate, you're just that I nerdy annoying kid you, that won't let me cheat on you in class. I promise you, it is worth the Atlanta Falcons time. Even if it creates the have a conversation. <laughs> just pick up the phone, shoot him a text, get in the MetaQuest headset with him and his status pro game just to talk to him. All right, here we go. Rapid fire predictions for these free agents. Are you ready? You're gonna go first. Let's go. Jimmy Garoppolo. Vegas. Bobby Wagner. Buffalo. Javon Hargrave. Stays in Philly. Juju Smith-Schuster. Prison. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. My basement once I kidnap him when he tests free agency and tries to leave Philly. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. Dallas. James Bradbury. Uh, Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs for Odell. James Bradbury, New Orleans. Okay. All right. Run me through. Jimmy Garoppolo. The Colts. Bobby Wagner. The Steelers. Javon Hargrave. The Browns. Juju. TikTok. Mm. CGJ. Panthers. OBJ. Cincy. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. We'll, we'll get, get back to that. To that. <laughs> James Bradbury. The Cowboys. Scumbag. Um, <laughs> OBJ to Cincy. They move on from T. Higgins? That That's kind of the vibe. Tyler Boyd yeah. maybe retires? Yeah, yeah. Retires? old as fuck <laughs> like 28 or 29 i don't know i feel like he's been playing if you're playing yes. if you played on the teams with aj green in yeah. cincinnati like yeah. i feel like he also played with tj hushmanzada at this point <laughs> so all right i do think the most interesting one might be odell to cincy i it just so he wants to go to contender the team that fit last year there were two teams the packers which weren't contenders and then the bills the bills seem to have lost all their sex appeal from losing one playoff game now you've got T. Higgins, who could be a trade candidate. You've got Tyler Boyd, who apparently is retiring. Yes. It just That's feels, first reported. It just feels you got the LSU connection, Jamar Ch- I didn't even think about all that. Mm. So it's a weird spot. It's not the but all the sexy cities. I mean Miami, we, New York, LA, all of them, their their teams stink right now. So I, I, I think I would contribute part of OBJ's salary if I just saw one Instagram of him, Burrow, and yeah. Jamar Chase in the snow in those white uniforms together. Come on. Like, that's Come perfect. On. I I see it as a perfect spot for the Saints. I think someone pays Juju and fucks that up, and OBJ slides right in there. Oh, you said OBJ to the Saints. Oh, you said Chiefs. OBJ to the Chiefs. Chiefs. Gotcha. To the Chiefs. I, I feel like... This the Chiefs probably need guys they can almost like rely on, and this is like a cherry on top type vibe. Like a guy, like you don't know if Odell is going to be wide receiver like, one. Wide receiver. You wouldn't have said the Chiefs need a guy that they need to rely on in Juju last year. You knew he was going to play all six. The Chiefs don't need somebody can, they need to rely on because they have Travis Kelsey. But but you need bodies, and they they just what? Odell Odell feels like uh, an added piece. Not like a you. You can't count on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's asking for twenty million dollars a year. What we're not going Wait, to do this offseason. Yeah, <laughs> what we're not going to do this offseason is do what we did from weeks like seven to thirteen, where we were on seven to seventeen. Seventeen, and when we were on OBJ free agency watches, if it was like the fucking OJ Simpson car chase. <laughs> this is my point: is if if it's not that impactful, then it's, it's not that deep. Right. It's not that deep. Then it's probably not going to be a key player. So maybe the Chiefs do have a ton of people. So Chauncey, you're keeping in your basement. You've got Juju going to prison. Hargrave was really good for you guys, right? Hargrave has been unbelievable. He's going to get paid. How long has he been there? Three years, I believe. No, we we traded him, uh, traded for him from Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. Um, He has been unbelievable. He's probably going to get paid. 
the Eagles did sign Brandon Graham back for a one-year nice, deal, which nice. is nice. Um, but, yeah, I just think Howie has always historically emphasized the offensive and defensive line, and I don't really see that changing. Um, I think if there's spots that we're going to lose at, it would be more so the secondary or mm-hmm. the linebackers where we yeah. haven't valued that position. It is very Ravens poverty-esque of you guys to, to favor the uh, defensive line over and the, the secondary. Line. Over the secondary. Right? Why is like, poverty? Because it's a, it's a passing the trenches, league. They it's say. a pass. Mm. That's what they used to say. Now this they is what still I'm do. trying to communicate to the Ravens front office is you got to win the trenches, obviously, but now you got to be able to cover. I guess against motion, you guys have some mm. trouble. So, um, all right, that's that's the NFL, and thankfully, uh, we will talk about him later. I forgot that he's on that graphic. I no one cares about Aaron Rodgers. That's not true. Do you care? No, but that's not true. Jets fans care. People care. It's Packers are over him. Packers are over him. The Packers just wanted like to finally to be released. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, but people care about Aaron Rodgers. Like he's still really he's, fucking good. I'm sorry. He's he's annoying. And this is we'll get into our internet graphic of the week where it's asking who is the NBA equivalent to Aaron Rodgers. It's a no brainer. One championship, a weirdo, head case off the court or off the field, unbelievable on the on the field or on the court. It's oh, unvaccinated. It's Kyrie Irving. Like I don't see how it's not. Does Aaron Rodgers hate parlays? Um, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Like Aaron Rodgers, like hates everything. Yeah. You so, know? so he probably yeah he hates his family. So parlays. I also he oh and Kyrie, you saw that live video where he referred to Job Miranda's twelfski. Aaron Rodgers, where's number twelve? Okay. Twelfski. Okay. So NBA equivalent of Aaron Rodgers. Just absolute superstar, bona fide Hall of Famer, unbelievable talent, whack job, weirdo, unvaccinated Kyrie. Okay. I I mean, yeah. There, there's there's no, no there's nobody else. I guess I guess Kevin Durant, uh, to a like not the exact parallels that you talked about, but always just like just seems never satisfied, even though that mm. that the the team that is paying him so much money is doing everything for him. Mm-hmm. For example, you go back to Brooklyn. They let him sit out a year and paid him a fully max contract, right? Yeah. The Knicks wouldn't. The Knicks are a much smarter franchise. The Knicks wouldn't, but they did it for him. Then they bring in his best friend, Kyrie Irving. Uh, full sweep, DeAndre Jordan, come on over, right? So they do all that for Katie. Then they get James Harden. Then Royce O'Neal. they get... What what's the what was he doing? What was the oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Why would then, they do that? <laughs> then you've got Royce O'Neal. And they just did everything for him. And then even even with the Phoenix deal, like they let him pick his spot. Now they got a better player than Kevin Durant and Mikhail Bridges, but I would say a little bit of Kevin Durant, but I think the parallels to Kyrie yeah, it's Irving. Perfect. And the fact that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving played together. Oh now he's gonna go to uh the Walmart New York franchise, <laughs> right. just like Kyrie did. Exactly. So that's a good one. Uh, Kevin Durant is injured out two to four weeks. The report was weird. It was from Washed Up Woj. That's a good nickname for him, mm-hmm. right? Washed Up Woj. Two or to four. Adrian Washnerowski. <laughs> and then he'll be reevaluated. That seems like a little bit of a hedge on Woj's I'm, I'm part, well right? Right? I'm well versed yeah, in, talk, re- talk I'm well versed in tweets that say reevaluated in two weeks because I feel like between Mark Helfold's, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and everyone under the fucking sun that's ever stepped foot in Philadelphia, I've seen... They will be reevaluated in two weeks. Reevaluated means we'll just 
text you in two weeks, but you're still going to be pissed about it. Right. Like that's what I feel like is. LeBron's reevaluation has to be coming up pretty soon. LeBron's reevaluation is probably coming up in a week but, or two. But, but you but know who's not being reevaluated anytime soon? Who's that? Benjamin Simmons. No, he's fucking not. I wish Cuck of the Week was every every Thursday and Monday because Jacques Vaughn just deserves to be Cuck of the I haven't heard about Ben Simmons in a while. Have you heard an update? I've seen updates that he's still sitting out basketball games. That's interesting. Which is he's what you would do down. if you were shut no, down. No, no, he's no. not shut down. He's just not playing or dressing. Interesting. Very interesting. Not as interesting as Fred Van Fleet's comments. Did you see those? Oh, yeah. Respect. Yeah. Thoughts? If you're going so for those who didn't see, Fred Van Fleet essentially buried a referee in his post-game press conference. And my whole thing is you step up to that podium, I step up to this microphone. And you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to try and piss some people off yeah. today. Fred Van Fleet got up to that microphone, was pissed about the refs, knew if he... Here's my thing, right? If Fred Van Fleet's going to care if complain about the refs, make it worth it. Right. It's like it's like fouling someone on the way to the basket when you have a foul to give. Like If you're going to foul, make it worth it. Don't right. make it so they can get an and one or mm -hmm. something. Like right. Hack them. And that's exactly what Fred Van Fleet did was hack the ref. Just goes, I don't even know what he said specifically, <laughs> but him. like... If you know you're going to get fined, you know the amount, go in. Yeah. Just do go off. Well, that's the thing. You're saying if, it, if it's worth it, make it worth it. This was a big fine, 30 Gs. Normally, you complain about the refs. It's like 5, 10, 15. This, this was a, a different tier. That's not a hair off Fred Van Fleet's back. I mean, he's a $100 million man. But let me ask you this, because they were talking about Julius Randle's technical foul. So apparently in the NBA, the first, I believe it's, Ten or two thousand dollars after ten. You get, you get. Yeah, you get fined every time you attack. Yeah, three thousand after the tenth, and then I think it starts scaling up. There's a suspension in there as well. What do you think? Like, put yourself in their shoes, right? You're a professional athlete. Is a fine worth it for a tech? Is a fine worth it going at the refs? Uh, would you be like the type where you don't want to get fined, where you don't care? I about think the, the fine where it's most worth it is the refs. Mm -hmm. Because if you are getting teed up in an NBA game, uh, maybe you're jawing at your opponent, right? Your opponent can come back and hang 30 on you mm -hmm. and kind of put you in your bag. If you go off on a, on a little referee, mm. they're not going to say or do shit. Well, you that's not true. Because Fred Van... So this ref, I don't even know his name, has refed eight games of the Raptors this year, I think, and has given Van Vliet six texts. Ooh, the Scott Foster <laughs> to CP3, if you would. Exactly. So, so maybe My they point is, like, it. there's... Rarely will there be pushback if you go at a ref other than your wallet, whereas if you go at... Dylan Brooks, for instance, like, oh. but if he's, I hate that motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> he he might strap you up. Or that, I'm not. You can't say that, 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 so, so we actually have a Monday mailbag later where I think this would be perfect to talk about right here. I'm okay. not gonna tease it, but okay. All right. Uh -huh. But yeah, going at the refs because they can't do shit about it. Okay. All right. Cap of the week. My cap of the week is your March Madness bracket mm. analysis. Uh, we'll have a snapback fam bracket coming out today is selection Sunday while we're recording this by the time you're hearing this the bracket will be live you'll have to jump into our discord which you'll be able to find all over our social media $2,500 prize pool this week uh, sorry this tournament. Uh, Do you think, think that I would ever like let's say I entered a snapback giveaway under a ghost or yeah, an alias or yeah. something you would. This isn't a giveaway. This is a, if you win the bracket, you win the cash. So Hallie will be in there. You can get in there. Okay. We're working with a company called Bite Bracket. It's, I like that. It's, uh, so it's actually interesting. And I'm curious what your thoughts are and what your algo will be. So the way Bite Bracket works, similar to Tournament Challenge, but 
you can create your bracket or your suggestions based on 10 factors. So on a scale of one to 10, how much do you care about three point percent shooting? Like when you're creating your bracket. So you're creating your own algorithm and they're going to spit out your team. Exactly. So I think, well, well, just, just make suggestions. for. So it. I was going to bring this up because I think I'm doing it for the first time. And I know this is your bread and butter. Yeah. Think about doing a Calcutta this year. Oh, so for those of you I, who don't know, a Calcutta. Let me get in. Let me get in. Well, I don't know. Our budgets are different. No, uh, I'll play your budget. Okay. Um, for those I'll of you who don't invest. know what a Calcutta <laughs> is, and Jack, correct me if I'm wrong, you it's you auction off all 64 teams, yes. starting from the one seed all the way down to the playing teams, and you bid for those teams against other people. Let's say $500 a team goes for. There's a certain amount that you win back each game they win in the each tournament. Round, yep. So let's say my Penn State Nittany Lions, who yep. we are a basketball school, yep. just let that so be clear. Are the horns. So are the horns. So are the horns. Um, we're going to be like a 9-10 seed, I think. Yeah. So chances are, if the Penn State Nittany Lions get out of the first weekend and have two upset, you're going to be in the profit. Oh, as for is. sure. But if you're going to invest in an Alabama, if you're mm-hmm. going to invest in a Kansas, yep. you kind of need them to go to the Final Four of the Elite Eight. Correct. So what has your strategy typically been with Calcutta's? So I actually am a big pay-to-play pay type guy because... Go big or go home. Yeah. It, it, the odds aren't perfect. Like, I I had Kansas last year. So you're only, like, 3xing your money on a win when they're probably, like, 8 or 9x. But your risk as they win games, obviously goes down. I was big on Purdue last year. I guess I had him a year early, unfortunately. Jade and Ivy, bum. Um, so, but but the the real money to be made is on the 10 seed that that makes it to the Elite Eight. There's no doubt about that. Because that's 40 bucks and you know Kansas is five hundred dollars. So um it, your your face lit up when I said the words Calcutta. Calcutta is, is it's sex. No, like, I mean my favorite what I did my March Madness boxes are back, baby. Oh, you're back on every halftime and every full time of every game in the tournament, there's a payout. Mm. We're hitting the net. We haven't hit one in three years. The first year we did it, we paid. You haven't hit in three years. Like, you haven't I, hit one box. I know for a f- we might have hit one last year, yeah. but didn't profit. Two years before that, over. That's crazy. Uh, crazy. Crazy every halftime, every you have one time. box though. Just one. I think we have two okay. this year. Um, they got more boxes manifesting, hitting the they have more box. Relax, <laughs> you, you got your itch. You're right, you're you have a problem. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. You have a problem. Um, but yeah, boxes for March Madness. Uh, we're gonna turn it around this year. We're manifesting the final score of the national championship. Okay, what's that payout? I don't know. Okay. Probably, like, probably won't know either. Anyway, oh, so in the bite bracket, you get to pick things. So like three point percent shooting. How much do you care about that on a scale of one to ten? Like when you're thinking seven. about a seven, okay. Eight. Um, quad one wins. What's that mean? Like uh, the Being best. The good- yeah, you beat good teams. Six. Okay. Um, oppo- uh, opponent points per game. So like how many how many points you're letting up a game? Five. So essentially, this is how it's going to work. It'll spit it out, but it, it'll be pretty normal. I mean, and you don't have to listen to, to what the algo spits out, but it'll be cool. But my cap of the week is your March Madness analysis because there's like 109,000 college basketball teams. You have barely watched any college basketball all season. We have even gotten to a mature place where we don't even come on here and try and act like no. we know anything. No. Although I did pick Kansas last year and I did pick Baylor the year before. So 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But over the next three days, everyone dives deep into numbers and analysis and whatever. I went two and 18 two years ago on day one of March Madness. So I'm looking for a bounce back this year. I'm excited. Are, are you celebrating the festivities going into the office? I'll home? be celebrating the festivities for sure um, by gambling on that. Yeah, with yeah, no I, I mean. Like I've just been throwing live over-unders in the conference tournaments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nobody knows anything about March Madness and everyone tries to act like they do. And that's perfectly fine that you do do that. It's mm-hmm. like whenever there's some big fight in UFC and you're like a ca- yeah, your casual UFC, everyone knows what such and such technique is once he goes to the ground. <laughs> when the Olympics come around, everyone's a fucking Apollo figure. Ono. Yeah, 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 right? Everyone's <laughs> Apollo Ono and he's judging his turn in the, in the speed skating. The same type of shit. Um, I probably will only do snapback bracket. Okay. I think I'm over brackets yeah. at this point. Like I actually used to know or t- had arm armchair quarterback right, syndrome right, right. where I knew about college basketball. I've actually just like between like the NBA being a reality show, the NFL taking the life out of me this year, all the hating I have to do elsewhere in yeah, sports. Yeah. Like I got to make some cuts in college basketball has unfortunately yeah. been one of them. I, and uh, I'll continue to say this. And I said it last year too. For whatever reason, the college basketball, it doesn't feel like they have those superstars like in years past, like Zion or or Embiid, Wigan, like where you could just, John Morant even, where you would just take Murray State because you knew that they had a top five pick. Like you've got Brandon Miller, but Alabama's good. Like Jalen Wilson's the best player on Kansas, but like he, he's not like the best player in the world. So I don't know. There is an aspect of like, for me, like maybe I'm just like a traditionalist or a boomer, but like seeing Alabama at the top, mm-hmm. who's a football school, seeing like Purdue, seeing like Houston, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm used to. Right, you want? I want the like Blue Carolinas Bulls. out. I want Carolina. I want Duke. I want Kansas. Kentucky I want the Nittany Lions. Yeah. I want Kentucky. Yeah. Um, like I don't care about Louis, Creighton, Saint yeah. Mary's, California. Yeah. Like congrats, you had a good season, yeah. but you're not him. Yeah, you're not. You're not the Blue Bloods. All right. Well, what, what, what are you doing over there? Uh, you know, maybe you should buy a bigger stew. <laughs> We're in New York. What'd you knock over? The number one Number ranked... one sports podcast <laughs> and Devontae Smith autographed. Oh, wow, you're over Smitty. No. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm I'm excited for your cap of the week. Give it to me. Do you know what it is? I, I see it here, and I know... I Now <laughs> that I know the phone's coming out, I know exactly... My number where... one... My cap of the week goes to a, a man... Um, I don't know his name... But he is the owner of a strip club in Denver, Colorado, that goes by the name of, ironically, Shotgun Willies. Shotgun Willies says Ja Morant spent over $50,000 on tips a few weeks ago. Let's just give a round of applause for Ja. Very nice. Hey, I love a good tipper. And here, here's where we can start capping. This kid, real young, no cap, he's young, 23, was exceptionally respectful and sweet, and he did not drink. He's marvelous. Part of me thinks that Shotgun Willie, the owner of Shotgun Willies, was typing this tweet with John John Brad holding his fucking water gun, (laughs) tiny gun to his head. That gun was tiny. It was. I'm not a gun guy. I'm not going to comment on the gun. Doesn't that mean big dick energy if you're wielding around like a little guy? Like Austin Powers used to have the little guy too. And Austin Powers had the littlest dick energy (laughs) ever. Um, Yeah, let's just say that the kid who rode nine deep to a finish line, uh, punched a 17-year-old in the face, was sweet and exceptionally respectful. Let's just say the guy that's been caught on 
team flight slugging Casamigos. Just happened not to have a sip of alcohol that night. He just happened as to I'm looking, 50 bands. As I'm looking at, can, at how, greatest, how much can this zoom? The greatest drunk eats buffet. Yeah, with time. like you can't even see what color the carpet is because there's so many ones, <laughs> and John Morant is sitting there. Wait, what makes you think those are ones? I, yeah, I mean, who knows? He was exceptionally respectful, so maybe they're tens. Um, yeah, I don't believe that Ja is exceptionally respectful at this moment in time. I don't believe he didn't. Well, see, I think he was probably exceptionally respectful. The no drinking, I'm going to call Cap one. Um, I, I think he was in his... Is it exceptionally respectful to bring a loaded weapon into a business? Mm, I, I mean, it depends on your gun laws. Jack, let me, I'm going to ask that one more time. Look, I went to I went to Texas. I'm in <laughs> Texas mode right um, now. So I'm sure Shotgun Willie's is a fantastic establishment. Probably not the best look for your bar to be called Shotgun Willie when an NBA player yeah. brings a gun there. Yeah, we need it. We need to go and like vlog Shotgun it. Willie's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe well, we, we could hit. We could hit. Uh, what about Snapback Strip Clubs? Strap. Strapback Strip Clubs. That's mm, more like that, it. For that, a job I don't, don't want to go down that <laughs> avenue. <laughs> Uh, I like that cap of the week because I think he probably was drinking. All right, here we go. Monday mailbag. We're officially back in the Discord once again. Just DM Eagleson so you get the link if you can't find it. We have a little Monday mailbag thread so you guys can throw questions in. You want to start from our boy Tyler? Yeah, Tyler asked. And I also don't think this is necessarily true. I'm not always talking about my most hated athletes. But Tyler asks, we always hear about Abe's most hated athletes and coaches. I guess coaches. Who are some of Jack's? Mm. Get in your bag right now. Get deep in that hating bag. I mean, I... Dylan I, Brooks. Dylan, no, but Dylan Brooks <laughs> is just like... It's not my most hated. He's just like Annoying. regarded as yeah one of the most hated players ugly by the way um very ugly very annoying uh i'm gonna pull up the what what league would you like to start on nba nba okay i'm gonna pull up the points per game leaders and see who's who, one who i hate uh joel mb joel mb's one the, the back m to back. V, are you going to jersey by the way today should I? I? I might have to hand you. By a, the way, a, a bag. The narratives are shifting. Shifting in the quickly. MVP race. I'm seeing videos of Jokic allowing mm -hmm. rim rim buckets. Code. Um, the goalposts uh, are moving yeah. the right direction. That's boys. what I'm saying. I think we got to get in. All right. Uh, the top scorers in the league: Embiid, Luca. Luca, I have like a love hate with because I think he's a beast. But when he's bitching, he's just, like the worst bitching. Dame. Like I could hate on all these people. But, like, I don't hate them. Bron. Like, Dame, I could make fun of for, for running from the grind by not running from the grind. Bron. Bron, he's, he's just the worst these days. Kyrie, he's actually the woat. He's the woat. Hates parlays. It's just disgusting. Trey Young, not a huge Trey Young fan. Obviously, the Knicks fandom probably, probably has a part in that. Um, Paul George... Jimmy Butler, he, he seems to be doing the most. Jack, there's I, one answer. He's, he's a coach. Who? Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley. All right. This is shocking to me. I don't, this is You're completely off, off uh, topic. But do you know who's 25th in the NBA in scoring with 22 points per game? Tyrese Maxey. Clay Thompson. Cool. I thought he was, like, washed. Uh, Gobert. Bro, you're averaging 22 in 2023. That's yeah, like seven, seven in 2008. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. In the NFL, I guess, like, I don't hate Matt Ryan. He just I, I feel like you like money. hating, like, your favorite type of hatred. I'm just trendy hate. 
No, your favorite type of hatred is making fun of like moves that teams do. Yeah, like you love when a when a when a team ruins their franchise with yeah. a bad trade. Yeah. Like that's like what the gets Giants. You like now I'm off the Giants. Like me seeing Draymond Green airball a three, like gives me, yeah, gives me that. Oomph. Whereas really you like you see the Dolphins pick up Tua's fifth year option and <laughs> commit to paying him twenty five million yeah, dollars a year, and that that that's what gets you going. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, next question. Uh, did did we get a name here uh, from Thailand? Titan. Titan. Okay. Rank these accomplishments, or soon to be, LeBron breaking Kareem's all-time points scored, Ovechkin breaking Gretzky's all-time goals record within the next two years. Is that going to happen? If he if he plays and continues to score, yes. Aaron Judge. <laughs> I, I know Titan. You listened. know, if, if, if R.J. Barrett plays and continues to score, he might break Kareem's record. LeBron's no, record too. he needs two years. Okay. R.J. Barrett would need 400. Uh, Aaron Judge breaking the AL single season home run record. Uh, this is how I know Titan actually listens to the pod because that is just for Abe to eat up. Verstappen winning 15 F1 races in one season, breaking the record of 13 held by Schumacher. You're not, you didn't get into the F1 stuff, mm-hmm. did you? No. It's the, you know it's the same people that did the golf stuff. And right? the tennis stuff, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, they've yeah. been doing it. And the Kirk Cousins, uh, <laughs> Kirk Marcus Cousins Mariota doc. doc that's coming out soon. All right, so rank these four. I think oh, let's just start at the bottom. Like Aaron Judge moving into seventh place all time in home <laughs> runs. It's it's not a record. I'm sorry. Yeah, a single season. And record. the true league wide record IMO. Well, you know what, Titan? I didn't ask for your O. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so that's gonna be last because it's quite simply not a record. If you want to put that, we have to put Mitchell Robinson's all time field goal percentage yep. up there with it. So yep. we'll do that last. I'm going to go with Verstappen winning 15 F1 races in one season. Yeah. Uh, second to last, solely because F1 is new. And I think in 20. 20- well, it's not new. Well, newish. New to you. No, it's been going on for 50 plus years. Right. But now I think when we look back in 20 years, we're going to say Verstappen was driving against plumbers. <laughs> um, that's where I see this league trending to, where it just gets better and better. Um, I'm going to go Ovechkin inevitably breaking Gretzky's all time goal record within the next year, two years, because like. Whatever. Apparently, Gretzky is fucking sick. And number one is LeBron breaking Kareem's all-time points record solely because, like, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole and the ESPN Gluck Gluck 3000 of it, but, like, he came in with the world on his shoulders. Expectation. Okay, yeah, you get where I'm going with this. (laughs) My rankings, number four would be, uh, I'm going to go with Verstappen at last because, not that it's a bad accomplishment, um, I think he's going to smash this record this year. So let me let me just give you a, a 30-second F1. Make it 20. Okay. Uh, Max Verstappen is the best driver in the world right now. And F1, it also depends on your car. So, like, you're at a major advantage if your car is built better. Last year, Ferrari had the better cars. This year, Max drives for Red Bull. So this year, he's the best driver and has the best car. He might win every race. Is it Mickey Mouse? Yeah. yeah. Not not Mickey Mouse. It's just they're gonna dominate unless something tragic changes. So I think like they could win ten in a row. Like they're gonna do some crazy shit this year. Uh, third for me would be Aaron Judge breaking the AL single season home run record. I'm not a hater like Abe. I'm not a hater. Uh, there I'm is just a, a difference. Okay. Uh, number two is LeBron. That's a longevity award as opposed to number one Ovechkin breaking. And why didn't Udonis Haslam break it? 
because Udonis Haslam isn't one of the best players of all time. Got but but, but sure. when you he's talk been playing for a long time too, you, there's like two athletes in sports that when you talk records, you talk unbreakable records. It used to be Wilt, but apparently there's this consensus that someone's going to score a hundred. It'll probably be Maxi or quickly. But when you talk Michael Phelps or Wayne Gretzky. Those were the unbreakable records. I don't think that this now breaking Kareem's record was it wasn't a you know high likelihood until obviously recently, but it just feels like with scoring up in the NBA, if you play for twenty years now, like maybe you could you could get close. But why, there was never what is the, a what world. is the difference between LeBron breaking Kareem's all time points record, attributing that to longevity, but not Ovechkin breaking Gretzky's? It it is if, if that was so. No, Ovechkin also played for twenty you know longevity 18, King. 20 years, and he played at and he's scoring forty goals a year for twenty years, which is how you have to get there. But there was just never. There's there was no one close to Gretzky. That was always I will the only thing. Ca- I will counter with did Ovechkin and Eagleson's maybe one to better answer this, but you were a Caps fan. Did Ovechkin come into the league noted as a scorer? Yeah, yeah. LeBron didn't. Right. That's true. That's a, that's a really good point. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up our Monday mailbag for this week, and now it is time for the final. Come finish. on. In. Do, 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 For those of you that uh, do, do, that aren't do. watching on YouTube or clip, maybe we'll clip this. But assuming he didn't change out of his T-shirt, Eagleson joined the podcast today. Oh nope, he's got it. Wearing a shirt that essentially is an AFC East participation participant T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it is simply a Dolphins T-shirt that just show me the bottom. Nothing else on it. What do you say? Just says okay. It just says it's a teal shirt. It says AFC East division. <laughs> It has the logo of the Dolphins and says Miami Dolphins. Eagleson, oh my Eagleson just wanted to to rep the fact that his his beloved Dolphins play in a in a division that produced seven I mean, six Super Bowls in did. twenty years. So Eagleson, Thank congratulations! You. you should wear that shirt with pride because yes. I'm going to be looking for an NFC East um, participant <laughs> shirt soon. Oh, it's so good, so good. All right, but. You wear in the final finnet. It final is the finnet. final finnet, I mean. You're wearing mm-hmm. the Finn shirt. Um, they are a part of the AFC East, as you have <laughs> confirmed. But you know how it goes. One minute to talk about the Miami Dolphins. Uh, let's get it going. Abe's, Did Abe's, you see that? What's going on? <laughs> we, need, we need, like, overhead cameras. Yeah, Abe's, like, trying to figure out. First of all, give me this. Do you not? Let me just show you something. This? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. But yeah, okay. He was like fishing around for his. his I was looking uh, at yeah. the photos, seeing where clock and, was. Yeah, he was in the photos. <laughs> that was that was pop. Get that it was together. embarrassing. Anyway, Eagleson, <laughs> final finit in three, two, one. All right. It's been eight thousand one hundred and seven days since the Miami Dolphins last won a playoff game. And you know what? Draft season and the combine and all this really sucks when your team can't even tamper properly, and we have no picks to even use during this whole thing. Um, just makes it a little tougher to get into, I guess, especially when you know you should have a pick here and you don't over something stupid. Um, and some better news, though, or I guess you guys say it's not so good news. Chris Greer did the right thing and picked up Tua's fifth-year option, so we can shut down the other quarterback rumors because those really haven't stopped ever. Um, so that's nice. They're showing a little bit of confidence in them. They also created $40 million in cap space because the cap just isn't real. They restructured Hill, Chubb, and Armstead, and they officially cut Byron Jones finally. Not sure if he's retiring or what his deal is, but that's almost $14 million off the books with just him. So we're in a better place cap-wise now to make a few moves. I have my eye on a few free agents, one more than most. His name is Mike McGlinchey. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Uh, we could slide him right in. At, what are you shaking your head for? He's going to be great. Slide him right in at right tackle. We have that San Fran connection. He can move. He's athletic. He'll be... Oh! 
That's so far from a dolphin. Yeah, I don't think it is. Can we get it? Like, why can't we get it on here? We, we can. I, uh, I'm still worried. We got lighting coming. We're going to have Eagle Center on the big mm. screen soon. I know, it's cat. Um, <laughs> I didn't really listen to a word he said. Uh, he said they're signing Mike McGlinchey. Cool. He said the cap is fake, which is the cap is not fake. The only reason that everyone has to make all these moves is because the cap is very real. Chauncey Gardner Johnson would be on the team. Darius Slay would be on the team. James Radbury would be on the team. Javon Hargrave would be on the team if the cap is not fake. But the cap is very real. No cap. Uh, he also mentioned about something with tampering. Uh, it's tough to follow. Are you, you're still, you're back on to his QB one. Yes. You want him? Cause yes. I feel like, I feel like when he didn't play in the playoff game, you were out. So no, so, what's so the situation? I was out after the game against the Packers. Do you guys remember that? It's so like all, all the shit had happened. I'd lost all the games in December. I remember it very well, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually predicted that you guys would lose four in a row. You and that's crazy. exactly what happened. You said two was better than yeah. Justin Herbert. And you Burrow. also said they wouldn't make the playoffs when they were plus 700. That was yeah, no. nuts. Well, they did. They did. We you almost beat the Bills with Skylar Thompson. Yeah, we kind of exposed them. But. You, you never almost beat them. Uh, but hang that hang that banner. <laughs> I would love to. I, I legitimately think we did. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, so you're in I'm in on Tua. Tua. Just lots of frustration after that stretch of games. But yes, I'm in on Tua. 100%. And then if we can yeah, if we can just fix awesome. that O-line, Michael Ginchy on his blind side at right tackle would be perfect. The O-line saw such an improvement last year just with Armstead by himself. But even Connor Williams. Guys hated on him coming into it, but he had a great year. Like, it just... Yeah, he, he was good. Robert Jones, like other guys like that. If we can slide him in, Mike McGlinchey right on that right <laughs> side, would be so good. Tua's never going to get hit. I would argue that if you are in on Tua, like you yeah. say you are, that it's actually a bad idea that you guys picked up his option and didn't try and buy low on him right now after a... a yeah, you should have locked him in for, yeah, yeah. for the True. long term. If you are in on Tua, which mm-hmm. you say you are, it seems like Chris Gear, the smart move would have been, let's let's buy low and sell high. Well, who knows? Maybe Tua wanted to take, wouldn't sign and wanted to take this year to prove himself and get more money. He I don't know. A I don't know. Tag. Or he, want, he wanted a one-year. Yeah, no, he wanted his $4 He didn't want more. Yeah, he didn't well, want maybe that money they were offering him wasn't enough. So this was a better option for him to take a, a proven Why not year. if you're so in on him? I don't know what yeah, he's thinking. There should be a blank check. Maybe he thinks he can him. come in this year I'm and go fucking Hurts. crazy. I, and I think he can. It's just, it's just interesting. It is. We'll see. We'll see this year. How you can be okay no with consistency. Lack no consistency. No, lack of, which I thought we've taught him better. I don't know. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's going to come to Miami. It's going to be great. We're going to have a top five defense, top five offense. Probably go to the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> top five team in the league. Might be one. Yep. Surely we won't be here in a year counting 8,458 days. I really hope surely not. Surely not. <laughs> yeah, surely not. We, we surely will. All right, Eagleson, thank you for the final finit. Abe, any final thoughts? Let's have a good week. Let's have a good week. Let's let's win some money on brackets, Calcutta, and uh, go Nits. Go Nittany Lions today. Big Ten champions by the time you listen to this. Okay. All right. Snapback fam, have a great week. Much love. Welcome horns. Peace.